You're listening to the Dead Presidents Podcast, and this is the Top 5 Troubled Presidential Sons. Five! Welcome to the Dead Presidents Podcast. I am James J. Hamilton. And I'm Stephen Lincoln Douglas. We're here with another exciting top five. Somewhat dark top five. That's it. Another troubling top five here. Which, well, comes part and parcel with the Office of Chief Executive. That's right. Life is tough, and sometimes having your dad be president can... Only make it tougher for some individuals. As we're going to learn on this, our top five troubled presidential sons. Number five. Kermit Roosevelt. Second son of Theodore Roosevelt, Kermit led a pretty distinguished early life. Our listeners will recall from the Theodore Roosevelt episode, a lot of mentions of Kermit there. Of course, he graduated from Harvard and accompanied his father on the epic African safari and also the perilous Brazilian expedition, which charted the River of Doubt. Then, when the United States entered World War I, Kermit enlisted in the British Army, seeing action in Mesopotamia and winning the British Army Cross before then transferring to the United States Army and participating in the Meuse-Argonne Offensive. That's right, James. In the 1920s, he and his older brother Ted went on expeditions in Asia and became the first Westerners to confirm the existence of the panda, an elusive animal which many zoologists had considered a mythical creature. They were also the first Westerners to shoot and kill a panda. Gotta bring one back so that everyone can see that it's a real thing. That's it. Kermit was also engaged in the shipping business and was financially ruined by the Great Depression. He suffered a lifelong battle with clinical depression as well as alcoholism, which will become a theme on this Top 5. That's right. It might as well be called the Top 5 Most Alcoholic Presidential Sons. Spoiler alert. Upon the outbreak of World War II, Kermit enlisted once again in the British Army, but his heavy drinking resulted in an enlarged liver, and he was given a medical discharge over his own protests. Returning to the United States, he continued to drink heavily and traveled the country with a mistress. His wife had their cousin, President Franklin Roosevelt, use the FBI to track Kermit down, wow! and his brother Archie persuaded him to enter a sanitarium to treat his drinking. After just four months of treatment, Kermit left the sanitarium and was commissioned as a major in the U.S. Army. That's it. He is going to be given an out-of-the-way posting in Alaska, where on June 4th, 1943, he committed suicide by a self-inflicted gunshot to the head. His death was reported to his mother, Edith, as a heart attack. He was 53 years old. He is the only top five troubled presidential son to also receive an honorable mention on our own top five most accomplished 
presidential sons. That's right. Part of that very accomplished Roosevelt brood. Although he had his own demons that eventually got to him in the end. That's just it. Speaking of demons, let's move on on this, our top five troubled presidential sons. Number four. Hunter Biden. Good old Hunter Biden. His troubles started when he was just two years old. He suffered a fractured skull and traumatic brain injuries in a car accident that resulted in the death of his mother and his baby sister. Terrible tragedy. Certainly a terrible the, tragedy. The Biden family had to go through. Yeah, definitely shaped the life of Joe Biden and also especially Hunter Biden. He would go on to graduate from Georgetown University and Yale Law School, and then he would be hired as a consultant for a bank that favored legislation being promoted by Senator Joe Biden. Hunter went on to work as a lobbyist for many years until his father became vice president, at which time he became involved in various global investment advisory ventures. That's it. His activities, including serving on the board of a Chinese equity firm and a Ukrainian energy company, netted him large amounts of money, but would later lead to accusations of corruption levied against Joe Biden, with some alleging that Hunter was receiving large amounts of money by peddling his father's political influence. Just before the 2020 presidential election, those allegations received additional fuel when emails were made public from a laptop that Hunter left at a Delaware computer repair store and never picked up. In a presidential debate against Donald Trump, Joe Biden claimed the laptop was Russian disinformation, but Hunter later admitted that it was his, and much of the data on it has been verified as real. Hunter said he didn't remember taking the laptop to the computer store, but perhaps his foggy memory was a result of his heavy drug use at the time. In a 2021 memoir, Hunter admitted to a long history of drug and alcohol problems, including numerous stays in rehab. In 2013, Hunter received an officer's commission in the U.S. Navy Reserve in a White House ceremony, and a month later, he failed a drug test when he tested positive for cocaine and was discharged from the Navy. He explained the failed drug test by claiming that someone had given him a cigarette that must have been laced with cocaine. A likely story. Yeah, that's probably what happened. After his brother Bo died of cancer in 2015, Hunter's drug and alcohol use increased sharply, and he recalled, quote, I was drowning myself in alcohol. He went to rehab, but relapsed on cocaine. He began using crack cocaine and let a homeless crackhead move into his Georgetown apartment. He later wrote that he developed a quote-unquote superpower, the ability to, quote, find crack anytime, anywhere. And he said he was, quote, smoking crack every 15 minutes. Though married with three children, in 2016, Hunter began an extramarital affair with his brother's widow. He would get divorced in 2017 after his wife discovered the affair, and later that same year, he impregnated a stripper who gave birth to a daughter, in 2018. 
Hunter denied paternity of the child, but a DNA test later proved that he was the father. He pays child support, reportedly has no relationship with the child. Yeah, you remember that infamous episode of Maury with Hunter Biden? Right. You are the father! Classic TV. In May 2019, the same month that the paternity suit was filed against him, Hunter married his current wife, a documentary filmmaker, less than one week after meeting her. He says that he has remained sober since that time and credits his new wife with helping to keep him sober. As of this recording, Hunter is under investigation by the FBI and IRS for tax evasion and for allegedly lying about illicit drug use on a federal firearms purchase form, and his international business dealings are under investigation by the House Oversight Committee. I'm sure they won't find anything. But that's going to bring us to our top five troubled presidential sons. Number three. Charles Johnson, Robert Johnson, and Andrew Johnson Jr. The old Johnson boys, a troublesome lot. Andrew Johnson had three sons. The eldest, Charles, studied medicine, owned a pharmacy, and served as a surgeon during the Civil War. But he was a chronic alcoholic and abused stimulants, and in 1863... He died at the age of 33 from head injuries suffered when he was thrown from a horse. A likely case of HUI. That's right. HUIs are a big problem. The second Johnson son, Robert, served with distinction as a colonel in the Union Army, but he was also a chronic alcoholic. When his father became president, Robert served as his personal secretary, but he continued to drink heavily and became enmeshed in a scandal when it was reported that prostitutes were seen leaving his White House office in full view of guests waiting to see the president. That's just it. He would spend time in an asylum during his father's presidency. In April 1869, just weeks after returning to Tennessee after his father left office, Robert committed suicide at the age of 35. The third Johnson son, Andrew Jr., was almost two decades younger than Charles and Robert. Seeing the toll that their alcoholism took on the family, Andrew Jr. vowed never to touch a drop of intoxicating liquors. A newspaper editor, Andrew Jr. was the only Johnson son to marry, though he never had children, and the only one to outlive his father, though only by four years. Andrew Jr. suffered from tuberculosis, and his marriage became strained due to his excessive drinking. He died in 1879 at the age of 26. Wow. A whole family full of tragedy and speaking of which. That'll bring us to our top five most troubled presidential sons. Number two. Charles Adams. Charles Adams, the second son of John and Abigail Adams. He had a lot to live up to. His father was a revolutionary hero and president. His older brother, John Quincy Adams, was following in their father's footsteps on a path that would lead him to the presidency as well, though Charles would not live to see that. When his father was vice president, Charles attended Harvard, and his parents worried that he kept the wrong kind of company. He was nearly expelled 
when he and his friends drunkenly ran across Harvard Yard in the nude. That's it. A little bit of trouble brewing there. Charles would go on to study law and got married without the consent of his parents, who felt he should establish himself in a career before starting a family. This incident, uh, JQA faced the same thing. JQA was ready to get engaged, and his parents talked him out of it. He needed to be established first. He listened to his parents. Charles did not. That's it. He is never going to succeed in the practice of the law, and when John Quincy entrusted $2,000 to his brother before heading to Europe on a diplomatic posting, Charles lost all of the money in bad investments and went bankrupt himself. While his father became president, Charles abandoned his wife and children, descending into alcoholism and engaging in extramarital affairs. Wow. Believing Charles had become, quote, a madman possessed by the devil, President John Adams renounced his son and would never see him again. When Abigail saw Charles the following year, she wrote that he was a, quote, poor, unhappy, wretched man and that ruin and destruction have swallowed him up. Sad stuff. In November 1800, Charles's health failed rapidly and he died at the age of 30 as a result of pleurisy and possibly also cirrhosis of the liver caused by alcoholism. He was the first president's child to die while his father was in office. In his final illness, he was cared for by his sister Nabby, who wrote that, quote, his mind at times was much deranged and that he was no man's enemy but his own. Too bad. Mm-hmm. An honorable mention goes to John Adams' third son, Thomas Adams, who enjoyed some modest career achievements but was considered a failure in comparison with his brother, John Quincy. Hard not to be, I think, in that case. Thomas lived extravagantly and had a gambling problem, and he also suffered from alcoholism, which got progressively worse in his later years. His nephew, Charles Francis Adams, described him as, quote, one of the most unpleasant characters in this world in his present degradation, and, quote, extremely disgusting, a brute in his manners and a bully in his family. He would die in 1832 at the age of 59. Wow. Only one out of the three Adam's sons making good. That's it. Speaking of which. That brings us to... The top five troubled presidential sons. Number one. George Washington Adams and John Adams II. That's right. Keeping it in the Adams family. Indeed. And like his father, John Quincy Adams had three sons. Those being George Washington Adams, John Adams II, and Charles Francis Adams, the aforementioned. And Charles... He would go on to serve in the U.S. House of Representatives, become the third-generation Adams to serve as U.S. Minister to Britain, and he would make our list of the top five most accomplished presidential sons. His two older brothers, however, made this list instead. George and John II's relationships with their parents were strained due to long separations caused by their father's political and diplomatic career, as well as due to extremely high expectations for academic and professional achievement that they struggled to live up to. 
George would graduate from Harvard, studied law under Daniel Webster, and, during his father's presidency, was elected to the Massachusetts State Legislature. But he was voted out a year later. His failure to sustain any career success led to his disappointed father treating him as an outcast. George became engaged to his cousin, Mary Helen, who had chosen George after an earlier flirtation with his younger brother, Charles. But George's parents disapproved of the match, and his mother told him that Mary was not good enough for him. Meanwhile, John Adams II was expelled from Harvard for, quote, licentiousness, and also for his participation in a student riot. His president father made him a White House aide, but John got into a highly publicized brawl in the Capitol Rotunda with a journalist who had criticized his father, an incident that derailed any hopes that John might have a political career of his own. Ouch. When George's relationship with Mary Helen cooled, she ensnared John and became engaged to him instead. John secured his parents' consent to marry when it became clear that the couple would not wait for marriage to consummate their relationship. In 1828, John and Mary were married in a quiet White House wedding that George and Charles refused to attend, and they had their first child nine months later. George would go on to descend into alcoholism, run up huge debts, and suffer from paranoid hallucinations. That's right, and he also impregnated a chambermaid and had a child out of wedlock, which he kept secret from his family. Meanwhile, he lived in fear that his parents would find out. In April 1829, a month after John Quincy Adams left office as president, he summoned George to Washington, D.C. George was en route aboard a steamship when he appeared to be delusional and accused other passengers of conspiring against him. George either fell or jumped overboard, and his body washed up in Long Island Sound six weeks later. He left notes indicating his intent to kill himself, and most historians believe that he in fact committed suicide. He was 28 years old. George's death helped propel John Adams II deeper into his own alcoholism. He tried to operate a flour mill business owned by his father, but he only lost money. Soon, his alcoholism led to failed health, and he died suddenly in 1834 at the age of 31. Wow. Yeah. A lot of tragedy here. A lot of drinking and a lot of dying in your early 30s. Yeah. Yeah, there's certainly a very dark, tragic side to the Adams family. Certainly produced some of the greatest Americans, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Charles Francis Adams. But, uh, yeah, a lot of high expectations in that family that two-thirds of the sons not able to live up to. Yeah. You know, John Adams, John Quincy Adams suffered from depression, which pretty much ran in the family, and alcoholism also running in the family. Yeah, a common theme here in this top five. That being said, let us all raise a toast to our top five troubled presidential sons and remember that perhaps our lives could be worse. Yep, perhaps you're lucky your dad never became president. That's just it. 
for the Dead Presidents Podcast. I'm Stephen Lincoln Douglas. And I'm James J. Hamilton. And we'll catch you next time with another exciting Top 5. Thanks for listening.